Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. The True Queen of Comedy. Tina Graham has worked diligently for the last 18 years in urban comedy. She began her career in comedy in 1989 by assisting in the development of the first black-owned comedy club in the U.S., the Uptown Comedy Club in Harlem, New York. This was the first place to feature and nurture up-and-coming urban comedy and musical talents. Since then, she has worked on many other shows, including Uptown Comedy Club TV show, NBC's Showtime at the Apollo, HBO Snaps, BET's Comic View, Laugh Palooza, in UPN, Showtime in Harlem, in the world-renowned Russell Simmons' Death Comedy Jam, HBO's P. Diddy presents Bad Boys of Comedy, and Bill Bellamy's Who's Got Jokes. 
Tina has played a major role in launching the careers of Mike Epps, Flex Alexander, Tracy Morgan, Monique, Samore, J.B. Smoove, and many more. Presently, she has been a pioneer in creating packaging and presenting some of the most dynamic shows of our generation and has vowed to continue the trend of excellence by turning out the most sought-after talent, ideas, and fresh new concepts in urban comedy and entertainment today. Tina Graham continues to book special events, TV shows, comedy clubs, tours, and colleges around the country. Tina Graham, welcome to A Measure of Truth. How you doing? Oh, good, good. You almost made me think now I had you on the wrong mic. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I'm like trying to measure up the who you talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I did all that. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Wow. Very impressive stuff. And, you know, it's amazing because you covered all my favorite comedy shows, you know. And um, it's amazing to hear someone who's had a hand at all, you know, in launching the careers of some of my favorite comedians as well. You know, so yes, that, that, well, that's pretty awesome yeah. stuff. So you are you are quite the uh, comedy diva. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I just like to see people, you know, put their present their stuff on stage and let everybody see it. You know, it's funny because I've been doing it since I was fourteen. Fourteen, so, boy! I was yeah, going to ask you when you got school, started. We got to go to high. school. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina, and we didn't really have too much going on. I graduated with a class of seventy-five people. Wow. And it was like, wow, nothing going on here. <laughs> so I had to, kind of the best of both worlds because my family lived in New Jersey. So I would come here and I would see what they were doing in, in New York, uh, New Jersey, and take it back to my school. So I oh, learned to put off talent shows and fashion shows. That's where I started. Mm-hmm. So I would go around to every school and see who had the talent. Right. And, so you started so on the on production side right away, not actually, <laughs> you know, by being funny yourself. Well, <laughs> you think I'm funny? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know, it's funny because I have stage fright. Really? I have stage fright, yeah, but I love to see Uh-oh. other people get up there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, I, who can I get other people to see this, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow. So I auditioned all year long, just looking for new talent. I'm always for the underdog. Oh, really? Wow. Always. As a matter of fact, um, uh, April 4th through the 10th, I'm judging a, a comedy competition in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Really? I like yeah, to go it... to the cities that they don't have an opportunity to get to New York or L.A. So I come to them. That's awesome. So you're actually going out, you're sort of a talent scout. And uh, I think I've actually yes, witnessed uh-huh. this before. Because, <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was at a comedy club once um, called the Comedy Cafe, and somebody came in to take a look at, um, I forgot the name of the comedian's name, but uh, I think he was more interested in Martin Lawrence by the time the evening was over. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and I'm telling you, I used to go to comedy clubs every week. I was always there. Sometimes, you know, if they had more than one open mic night, I was there both, you know. I just love that. that? Uh, The Comedy Cafe that used to be on K Street in Washington, D.C. Oh, it's D.C.? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know you're familiar with Chris Thomas and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Tony Wood, yeah. Right, (laughs) right. I them a lot. Those are my good friends. Yeah. Yeah, D.C. has by far got some of the best talent. Yeah, I can believe it. 
And, and yeah, how was it to work with like- comedians, though? I mean, considering you're on the the production side of it, and these are the guys that you know you have to sort of um, book and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to. Or are they? Um, Sometimes it becomes a babysitting job too, because everybody wants to be a star. <laughs> you know, it's just like okay, calm down. Patience is everything. You know, timing is everything with comedy. You know, you have to have good timing. You have to have a lot of patience, mm-hmm. and it's like you know they don't have it. You know, it's a, it's a lot of hard work. It's hard to make people laugh, and people don't understand that. They think it's easy, but it's not. Yeah, well, you know, I, I every comedian I've ever met, uh, they're some of the smartest people I've ever had an opportunity to speak with, you know, mm-hmm. because, and, and they're always sort of, they look at life differently. So, and, and they develop, it's almost like somebody you could have a conversation with, and then they could just sing you back whatever they want to say to respond. And this is how comedians are. They take something in, and they develop it, and then they make it funny, and they deliver it to you. And I think that's what And makes that's it. what makes a good comedian, if they can do that. But you got, I, I see 500 comedians, and maybe 10 of them can do that. Mm. Wow. Because um, they have to be universal, because the shows that I do, they go all over the country, and some of the comedians are a little too local. But, you know, I talked to them after the show. They said, well, I didn't make it because you're too local. The people in Arkansas got to be able to get what you're saying, too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. Not just in Tuscaloosa. Wow. You know, like, okay, all right. You need to work on this. You need to work on that. I take the time out to actually talk to the guys. You know, right. tell them what they're doing wrong and what they're looking for as far as the show. They're looking for, you know, um, timing, you know, um, being able to make anything funny. Mm-hmm. You know, some comedians, they got the same set, and they don't falter from it. When you can get on that stage, like say like a Martin Lawrence, he's very good at it, improv. If you can improv, you can make mm-hmm. anything funny. You're going to always work. You're going to always be creating new stuff. Right. But, you know, it's always, you've got to really work on your craft. You've got to get out and go to other cities. Not just your city. You've got to get out. The stage is your friend. I tell comedians that all the time. The stage is your friend, no matter where you are. Get on there and develop a fan base. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to get a sitcom. But if you love stand-up as much, you can make it doing stand-up, making people laugh. you got to love what you do. You've got to eat, drink, and sleep comedy. Now, you've had a chance to work with some of the people when I was mentioning before that seemed that they would be just totally out of control, like Tracy Morgan and um, J.B. Smooth. That guy is so funny, he can just scare me, and I have to I laugh anyway. Guys, they were uh-huh. so hungry. I think Tracy Morgan, I, I met Tracy Morgan in 1992. I had a small club in New Jersey called the Mirage. We had a uh, Oh, a black comedy night at at an actual nightclub. But they had a nice stage. And I just, you know, it wasn't that many clubs around this area. It was Uptown Comedy Club and a little little small spot called Terminal D. And that's going back to 1988, 89. And I had got a small spot. Uh, Comedy was getting popular. Def Jam had just came out. And Mm. Uptown Comedy Club had just got a TV show themselves. But I had got a casting job at... Showtime at the Apollo. That was my first casting job. Wow. And they were the same directors as the Uptown Comic Club and then Def Jam. I worked so much with all the comics prior to this, these TV shows, so I knew every one of them. But Tracy used to come every week to my spot. <laughs> it was so funny. He was such a character. He was so hungry, though. 
Mm-hmm. It didn't matter whether he bombed or not. He was just funny, just his whole personality. And yeah. that's what a lot of comics are missing. They don't have personality. You have, mm-hmm. Sitcoms are based on someone's personality, their point of view on life. Right. You have to have some type of point of view where people can actually base something around you to build an actual sitcom. You know, they mm. base it on your personality. And I try to right. tell comedians all the time, get your own identification. Because mm-hmm. when people start re- comparing you to other people, you, know, you, right. want, those, you want to be you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to be that role model. Yeah. You, you know, something that's Eddie really Murphy. unique, though, I think, about Tracy Morgan is um, I've he never seen I, I've never seen him out of, out of character. You know what I mean? He's exactly. always you been know, it's the thing. When, when I when I when I found out the Uptown Comedy Club was looking for a cast member, I asked him to go over there and he, to speak to like one of the owners, which was Miss Brown, or the Brown Brothers, and they loved him. It was the thing where he had the propeller hat. He was called he was calling himself Biscuit. You know, <laughs> crazy. They loved him. So that was his first television uh, gig as a wow. cast member. Wow. Yeah. And he bonded with everybody too. He was just like I said. He was friendly. He was it was hungry. He, he was like a comedian's comedian. Yeah, you know, he was and, a great person. And and, and JB Smooth um, is yeah, another yeah, one that too. totally cracks me up because the way he moves <laughs> and his facial expressions. And I, I remember. Um, I mean, I just had to stop. You know, I would make sure that I didn't even take a sip or anything if I saw him at the club <laughs> because you ended up choking your eyes out because this guy would just yeah, do something I and you were never baby. ready. You know, it's You're funny never ready baby, for what he's going to do. <laughs> we started around the same time in comedy when he really? first started. He had been doing comedy a year. I met J.B. Hmm. in 1989, and he used to come. I had another spot in Jersey, too, like I said. And I was managing a club, so Bob Sumner actually introduced me to the guys at uh, Uptown Comedy Club. And you know Bob Sumner, he's a producer at Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. So it was a thing where he was like, you know, you should do comedy at your club. I was like, okay, I'll try it. So he introduced me to the Brown Brothers, and I would get the conference from over there, and they would come through Terminal D, which ended up being Club 88, and Bill Bellamy started posting that, and it became the Peppermint Lounge. I know you've probably heard of all these clubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the evolution of those clubs. Yeah, wow. so um, J.B. Smooth was one of the guys, and Reggie McFadden, and um, Dougie, Dougie, Dougie Doug. He was one of the people, Rob Stapleton, Maceo, all the guys from the cast of Uptown Comic Club back in the day. Yeah. Wow. So they would come and they would, you know, work for 50 bucks and, you know, that was big money for them. <laughs> you know, and a stage? What? Yeah. And J.B. Smooth, I loved him. He used to do, he had this character. <laughs> he had to do it every week he came. He said, I said, do uh, Ray Charles. <laughs> oh, wow. He put on the stage like Ray Charles. I swear he yeah. was Ray Charles. He'll go. He put the music on. Clap your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's too it much. Was such a buffoon. It was just so entertaining. It was like so. I just, I just love comedy. I love to laugh. Even mm-hmm. when I was a kid, you know, I used to watch Roland Martin laughing and everything dealing with comedy. And then yeah. one, you had three. Ch- <laughs> wow. And one of them, you definitely had to stand there and hold the antenna. I, I grew up in the woods, honey. Trust me. So, uh. <laughs> oh yeah, was each other next door. I had ten cousins, boys. And they used to have me dying laughing. Well, we got we got um, a number of different comedians online now, and um, uh, <laughs> I think I, I hope I I get the right line for Clipper Man. Clipper Man, are you there? 
I'm here. I'm online. Hello, Tina. Hi. Is all right, all right. Is this Clipper Man? This is he. All right. <laughs> well, go ahead and um, tell everybody who you are and um, what you do and um, what your relationship with Tina is. Okay. My name is Clipper Man. Uh, I like to refer to myself as Clipper Man Comedian Extraordinaire. Um, <laughs> I'm very multi-talented, um, real laid-back, uh, humble uh, type guy, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's a good thing. I keep growing. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm I'm out of there now. That's a blessing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I live in New York now. I've been uh, living in New York for like a year and six months. Um, Tina Graham, she's a... An awesome person. I just want to tell her, uh, tell her that, and the world is. One thing is to have qu- uh, quality, but quantity and quality it goes hand in hand. Tina Graham, Tina Valerie Graham, Tina Valerie Graham too. Tina Graham, <laughs> that ladies has three Facebook pages on Facebook. <laughs> Every last one of them grams has a quality that no one I've never met in my entire life. And that's, well, well, that's, my, that's my word. Well, Clifford, <laughs> your, your specialty is um, impression. So why don't you go well, ahead I, and I do it? I don't, I don't know who told, you, uh, who told you all that. But uh, <laughs> I do have a little talent, uh, you dig. I know how to get home. Three blocks, uh, left for two, uh, right for one. Uh, Fifteen jobs, uh, and I'm at the Crystal White Hotel. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, all right. That's awesome. <laughs> Do a little DMX for us, then. Hey, let me tell you, guns don't kill people. People kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and you also do a little Cat Williams as well, so let's hear a little Cat. Well, actually, he does me because we are one. Uh, Did you know uh, a lot of people said I went crazy? I don't know what they mean by I went crazy Um, because I wanted to do rapping before I wanted to do comedy. I have no idea why they said that I went crazy. Do you know a fit noon is not a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> and do you know you're not fully clean unless you're best fully clean? No, I'm serious. It's a little similar. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm going to try to get as many comedians on because I see the switchboards lighting up. I don't know if that's people who want to call really? in. Yeah, so Facebook, yeah. we have somebody else. The last four numbers of your telephone number is 3891. Who we have here? This well, man, Razor. Razor. American <laughs> King of Comedy on the line. All right, Razor. And, and tell us a little bit about um, how, how you met Tina and um, the type of comedy you do as well. Oh, uh, well, wow. I've been knowing Tina. Wow. We'll we go back to, what, 92, 93? Not to give away my age. <laughs> I think she saw me uh, in my high school, in my, my uh, public school play at uh, 92, 93. Uh, I was a child prodigy with Michael Jackson uh, <laughs> at that time. <laughs> but she, she's an awesome person. I mean, uh, every comedian that I'll probably come over will tell you that um, she goes above and beyond to help comedians. And the one thing that she does to help comedians and the main thing that separates her from a lot of people in this business is the ability to tell you the unabashed truth. Yes. A lot of people in entertainment will mm-hmm. tell you what they think you want to hear and it doesn't help you grow at all. Right. She 
right. people tell you the unabashed truth, and that's what you need as a comedian. That's the only way that you can grow. It, uh, you, you grow more from from booze than laughs, mm. because because laughter is is, is a subjective a subjective thing. You can get a laugh, and if you're not mindful, they're laughing at you. They're not laughing right. with you. Mm-hmm. So all laughter isn't good laughter to grow on. That's mm-hmm. difference between a, a comedian and a buffoon. Both of them get laughs, but it's the reason why they get the laughter. Right, right. Wow. And so, so Razor, what's your style of comedy? Oh uh, man, I just what I try to do, man, and and uh, I I try to be uh, a person that as well as as make you laugh, make you think. And that's mm-hmm. what I try to do. I try, I try to layer my jokes to the point where wherever you are on the spectrum, there's something there for you. So there's there's something there's a there's a base layer for you that if you just want to go right there, you can laugh at it. But if you if you want to be challenged, if you really listen to to how the joke is formatted, there's I like to do the subliminal stuff because I'm mm. gonna be telling you about the revolution and you laughing at at that regular part of the joke. But the people who's ready for the revolution, they heard that they ready to go. We go on the spaceship. Mm. <laughs> so, so give us an example. Give you an example. Okay, this is an internet radio show. Okay, like my yeah. man Charlie Sheen. I'm gonna try to see if I can do this without the language. My man Charlie Sheen, right? Everybody's on Charlie Sheen right now, but Charlie Sheen is a genius. Charlie Sheen is a genius because he's doing what we really want to do. Remember back Never. in the days. Remember yeah. back in the days when you when you when you looked at. At, at, at people on TV and they were stars. Mm-hmm. Now they're celebrities. Mm. Celebrities they ain't nothing about being a celebrity. Celebrity mm-hmm. ain't nothing. A star is something that you didn't even know how they achieved it. Charlie Sheen is a star. So when you a star, you ain't got you ain't you ain't got to explain yourself to nobody. You got money, you got position. He wants to sleep with two women, call it the wedge, do that in front of his 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 sons as a rite of passage. <laughs> That's what he do. That's right. You know, they want to say he's on drugs. First of all, there's a difference between an addiction and a habit. What Charlie Sheen has is a habit. A drug habit is when you're on drugs and you've got enough money to maintain your regular day. He has a drug habit. Now, when you have an addiction, you steal out your grandmama's purse and kiss random strangers. <laughs> That's an addiction. That's when you need a meeting. Stand up. Well, you know, you wouldn't have to steal from any place when you're making ten million dollars an episode. So I don't, I don't know if that would ever go into the play but as that's, well. But that's and that's why he has a drug habit. More power, Charlie Sheen. Get a boulder, baby. Get a boulder. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, um, and we've got some other comedians on, and we've got somebody on two six zero eight nine two nine is your number. Who we have here? Uh, my name is Kevin Brown, and. I'm an actor. I'm an actor and a comedian, and uh, I'm on this TV show called Thirty Rock. And <laughs> I play the character Dot Com. Dot Com. Okay. Yes, I play Dot Com on Thirty Rock, and Tina's a bad chick, man. <laughs> she's a bad chick. She's she's real. She's for real at what she does. But she's not really good at paying her child support. She got me pregnant about six months ago. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for that money, Tina. I can't raise this baby by myself. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the real deal. You got the real queen of comedy on with you. 
Mr. Michael Michael, right? Michael Yes, Jordan? that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, you got the real you got the real queen of comedy, but behind the scenes, there, I know there's some queens of comedy on stage and Monique and some more and all them, but they're the queens on stage. But this is a real queen of comedy behind the scenes. She's responsible for so many careers, and she's the real deal right here. All right, and all if, right. And if more and if more comics knew that she was going to be on your show tonight, your your whole your whole switchboard would be shut down with phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of building as time goes on, and. Yeah. Um, Let's go ahead and check on another comedian here that we have. Um, the last four numbers of your telephone number is zero seven seven four. Uh, I would first like to say I'm not a comedian. You're not a comedian. <laughs> I am not a comedian. I am actually <laughs> Tina's road dog. This is G. L. Henderson. <laughs> Tina. Hi. I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so, uh, what well, is first your... of all, congratulations to your show, uh, Mike. A wonderful, well, wonderful you. show you. you got. Yeah, it's the... radio too, Michael. Oh, he's on radio. I was trying to get him to tell us what does he do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't he hear you. Anything. He's, a he's a promoter. He's promoting comedy shows too. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So you're a comedy promoter, and um, so how long have you been working with Tina? Well, no, I'm, I'm not a comedy promoter. Uh, actually, when I have my own shows, I bring in comedians to help enhance my show. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm an, I'm an author and, and radio host as well, and I put on shows generally for the troops and uh, things of that nature. And, and oh, me and okay. Tina, you know, we hang out, and, and, and I just want to call in. And this is like her first interview, so, you know, I'm like messing with her. And, <laughs> really? Like, stressing stressing you know, her out. She's kind of training me to do a show myself, so. Yeah, ah. I'm, I'm trying to get her to do her own show. Um, <laughs> but she sounds real. you sound real good on air, uh, baby girl, and, and everything is, is gravy. But I have to I have to tell you all that Tina is so dedicated to the, the, the comedy world that I remember when we were in Jersey. And we were just sitting around, just hanging out. She was like, you know what, Mike F's going to be in, in in Charlotte, and we're in Newark, New Jersey. And I was like, okay. So what are you talking about? Let's go to Charlotte. Just pick up, <laughs> drove to Charlotte in a little little car. I swear, like, I'm six feet tall, and I could drive from the back seat. <laughs> and we drove all the way to Charlotte, you know, just so we can hang out with Mike F's because, you know, she's really loyal to those that remain loyal to her. And she yeah. gives her all, and and that was like a testament to say like we drove that long to go down to Charlotte and hang out with Mike, and and we had a great time and drove all the way back. But she is just that dedicated to those who are dedicated to her, and people don't see that side of her, you know. And and it's like from the other side of the industry, people just want and want and want and want. And I remember, you know, just sitting around her and watching people just continuously, you know, pull at her and tug at her because you know they just want. And she just has a, 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 a blessing upon her that has, you know, sustained her through this life to be able to touch so many lives. And hopefully in time it's all going to, you know, return back to you. Oh, well, thank you, well, thank you for that, you know. <laughs> yeah, somebody who sounds like they know the true Tina. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it's more, it, you know, it's more to, to, to her than just my, you know, and I'm sure you too, Mike, when people know that you have a radio show or you can do this for them, they just come out of the woodworks. Right. You know, right. I just I just took over management for Shannon, you know, let the music play 
and all that. I just took over management and booking agent for her. And within a matter of two hours after posting that, I had all kind of people running at me to be their agent and booking agent and, and manager. Yeah, and, nice. and, and that's Tina. That's Tina. Like you would see like her and you see the frustration on her face, you know, because people just want, you know, and they just, you know, suck so much out of you and they don't see that. So I just tell, you know, say to Tina that, you know, keep doing what you're doing and your blessing will come because you've helped more people than you can even imagine. Mm. Okay. Wow, that's an awesome testament to Tina, as well as um, the young ladies that we had on on the first show as well. The comedians that we had on just just raved about you and just talked about just what a, a, an amazing person you are and how you really touched their lives on Ray Diva and um, oh, Tasha T. <laughs> Well, no, they were on this show the first time when you were supposed to first oh. come on. Yeah, and oh, Tasha okay. T and um, wow. yeah, yeah, <laughs> couldn't think of the other and Sylvia as well. Yeah, so yeah, it's awesome. And we have somebody else on um, another line. Um, the last four digits of your phone number is one eight three zero. Well, actually, I can't see on this line. Actually, it's a Skype in. Someone Skyping in. Are you there? I can't see what your number is, but um, I'm talking to you. I guess they just called in to listen. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break and find out where everyone is because the, the numbers on the switchboard have just moved around. But we'll be right back right after this. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I want to take a moment to talk to you about a heinous crime against humanity that plagues our nation. And yes, believe it or not, communities just like yours. Here's something you can do today to lend your support in the fight against human trafficking, also known as modern slavery. For example, Tanya was only 11 when she was forced to use her body for her own survival and the perverse desires of others. Now 18, Tanya knows no other life. She can't even remember when she was able to choose how she wanted to dress. Tanya dreams of being a teacher one day, and with the help of Bridge to Freedom programs and your support, they can empower her and others like her to move from surviving to thriving. You can make a huge difference in the life of a survivor this year through your support and donations to Bridge to Freedom Foundation. Bridge to Freedom is a nonprofit organization that provides aid to survivors of slavery who now live in the U.S., such as former child soldiers and victims of sex trafficking and forced labor. The cornerstone of Bridge to Freedom's work is personal and professional development to help survivors adapt and thrive in their new lives and communities and find work to support themselves. The Bridge to Freedom Foundation needs your support to help people just like Tanya. They need your urgent action to ensure that they can continue to provide clothing and health and beauty services to these survivors. These are not only important for rebuilding self-esteem, but are crucial to finding employment. They're also in great need of storage containers and clothing racks to organize and store donations. While donations of needed items are vital, one sure thing that will help to stop the spread of this injustice and prevent it from thriving undetected is educating yourselves about human trafficking or slavery and knowing the signs and the proper authorities to contact if you become aware of a victim in crisis. Find out more at bridgetofreedomfoundation.org. 
Or if you have a reason to suspect that someone may be a victim of human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline on 1-888-373-7888. Multilingual call specialists are on standby 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All calls are confidential. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. And we're on today talking with Tina Graham and um, a number of comedians. I think we still have on Clipper Man and Razor. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. All right. Uh, welcome Tim, back. Uh, okay. I would like to say, uh, first and foremost, the show is very great. Uh, but you sound like Ted Williams a little bit, you know, the golden voice. Oh come on! <laughs> no, no, really. Now, now he, this guy has an amazing voice. I mean, really amazing. And um, I know, no, it's nowhere near that, man. Kind of <laughs> maybe like, okay, it's kind of maybe. it's kind of like silver, but it's not really gold. <laughs> I'll take the silver. Okay. You're now watching W three five six. Oh my goodness! <laughs> now, now was that an impression of me or him? See, so the you president know, of both of y'all. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know they they no, say that was bronze. Yeah, that was bronze, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a Willy Wonka rapper. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. No. So why, why don't you, why don't you guys do something else for us? Um, um, Clipper Man, why don't you go ahead and give us another one of your um crazy impressions? Okay, well, um, all right, you ready for this one? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. That's it. I just did it. My dad is walking away. That was the first nation. What? <laughs> that was the first nation of my dad walked away. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I see Mike trying to get all this free work around here. <laughs> huh? Try to get, Mike trying to get this free work around here. He trying to get these free cast members. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you guys out there. Tell us, uh, you guys are gigging now. Tell us um, when your next gig is coming up. Why don't you go ahead and start um, Clipper Man and then Razor, you can tell us where you're going to be next. Okay. Well, actually, um, I'm in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I just did a weekend with, uh, at Uptown Comedy Club uh, with uh, Michael Blackson. He was the headliner, and I was the feature for the weekend. It was mm. a great, great turnout. So it all shows. Oh. You know, uh, and big shout out to Michael Blackson as well. You know, uh, women lie, guys lie, numbers don't. So you put them numbers and sold our show. So therefore, it, it trickled on down. So uh, we all had a good time. And uh, actually, I, um, I'm on my way tonight to a, a young lady by comedian extraordinaire by the name of Vanessa Fraction. And she has a show tonight. And uh, I'm going to be going there tonight. So I'm going to try to go ahead and do my thing. I have a good time, and that is actually um, what's the name of the club? I forget the name of it, but um, it's going to be a great look. It's a great turnout, and she was on the Monique show and stuff. So shouts out to her as well. Mm, and, Jay, um, and Razor, tell us about the area. You know, come check me out. All right. All right, and um, Razor, tell us about your your up and coming gig. I'm currently on the Lord, please uh, hold my mule comedy tour. Uh, <laughs> uh, here in New York City, where they what work was, you to wait, death. wait, 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 what was that? The Lord, please hold my mule comedy tour. Uh, uh, I'm currently is, is, in New York is that, State. Is that like the chicken 
circuit, the, the Chitlin circuit or something? No, this is a step below the Chitlin circuit. This is just the <laughs> other end of the pig. Um, I'm currently up here in New York where they work you to death. You oh. 15 clubs a night. And wow. then they call you uh, Toby at the end. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so tonight I'm at uh, Mocha's, uh, actually one of the, the clubs that Tina produces. I'm at Mocha's, the comedy mm-hmm. living room in Harlem. Uh, that's uh, what's that? One nineteenth and uh, Frederick Douglass. You see, you see, you see where I'm at. You see where I'm at. My number <laughs> up there with the civil rights leaders and the abolitionists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that, and then uh, I'm going to stop by my buddy uh, Gerald Kelly. He has another room in Harlem, and then at the end of the night, I'm going to do the comedy sleepover at uh, in Queens with Marshall Brandon. That's why it's it's so subjective 
and we, we get put to such scrutiny because when, when you listen to a singer, you give a singer the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. you give them the benefit because you may not have that talent. But when we go on the stage with our stories, you judge us because you've made someone laugh. So it automatically makes you feel like you're an expert. So you say, oh, that's not funny. Mm. So, 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 you simply, so you view our talent through, through what you have done, not understanding that what we do, we're doing it to strangers. Yeah, you made your buddy at the job laugh. I'm making all these people who don't know me laugh. And that's where the spiritual play comes in. But mm. what it is, like I said, it's 90% uh, business and 10% talent. Which is, you know, being funny is that's a plus. You know, it's the business before there's laughter, you know. And uh, I just want to throw that out there, you know. One thing and and that means the business is the preparation of you actually, you know, producing your craft before you bring it to the stage? Is that what you absolutely, mean? Absolutely, knowing the business side of, you know, um, the laughter. I mean, because you have people that come to do these rooms. We have to be as businessmen. If they say, hey, well, I want to give you $50, it's going to be promoters that's going to say, I'm going to give you $50 to perform for this room. And it's uh, uh, 300 rooms that's, that's that's filled with these seats. So, therefore, they paying $20 to get in. That's not a good business move as right. a businessman. You mm-hmm. see? So we have to we have to do our research. And But it's business man. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, right. It's a, it's a business. <clears throat> And, and and I guess that's where um, people like Tina come in handy as well. People who are straight with you and can can give you some insight and um, are willing to to um, not just book you but help you as well in your craft as far as the business right. side of it. Right. Well, what it is that <clears throat> Tina does, she does a, 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 a melee for everything. You know, she uh, and I understand. Like I say, um, when you're doing a, a craft, she gets she could teach you the basics, but she let you explore to be to be creative to do that saying you could do whatever you want to do but you know but this is the basics just like in school she mm-hmm. teaches you the basics she teach you x amount of you know things as well but you know you go ahead and do you you know and um look like someone's calling in from new york and i'm i've got a little noise i'm gonna try to find that on yep, i just found it it was on your line and i think that was you razor or clipper man but um nine six nine seven the last four numbers of your telephone number you're on with a, a measure of truth hi this is christian i just got a message on facebook from tina Grammis. tune in what are we talking about is my crowd there is she there yes, yes she's here. tina what's up do you guys know who you have in your presence? That is Tina Graham, the godmother of comedy. I'm well. You said call in the talk. You said the magic word, talk. What's going on? How is everybody? <laughs> oh, we're good. Christian, don't I owe you some more talk? <laughs> yes, matter of fact, you do. Part two, the rest of the story. Do they know your story, Tina? Do they know all your story? They don't know my story like that. They ain't talking about comedy right now. You got to know. First, tell us us who you are and tell us how you uh, are so familiar with Tina. (laughs) My name is Kristen, and uh, we go back. I'm not going to tell you, call out any numbers, but we go back. And uh, Tina's, (laughs) Tina's been in the game forever and ever, and I guess you could say, I kind of sort of have been. <laughs> this yes, uh, yes. We go back. We go back. Gym. We go back to the original, <laughs> the original heads. 
right. So Damn. you're a comedian, and um, how long have you been no, in the business? No, 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 no. I'm not a comedian. Oh, <laughs> really? Always behind the scenes. Always behind the scenes. Really? Yeah. Always behind the scenes. Comedy Jam and the comedy clubs around here too. From the beginning. Always uh-huh. behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And and Tina's been consistent with it, though. She just she stayed in there with it and never left. I dipped in, dipped out, and did the motherhood thing and everything, and now I'm back in the loop. But Tina, Tina just stayed with it. Tina is that <laughs> mother of comedy, okay? <laughs> right. If you don't know Tina, you don't, you don't just change your career. You shouldn't even be a comedian if you don't know <laughs> Tina. That's just what it is. How are you, Tina? How are you? It's so good to hear you up doing your thing. As always, I keep up with you on the on the radio though. You move around again. You move Uh, (laughs) always. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just keep it moving. But you know, I saw I saw the messages that talked. I wanted to call in. Let me reel you guys in because I think you you all of a sudden think you're on the telephone now. I know, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was there? What's this? Are you guys talking about a specific subject? Because I haven't even been able to tune in. I just saw the message from my phone. Right, right. And live on the radio right now. And just, yeah. Chris, yeah, tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, how long you've been about in my, what you do. My, and then tell my, us again how you've worked with um, with um, Tina. Okay. Again, my name is Kristen. Mm-hmm. I started out with the comedy, with the original Deaf Comedy Jam, working with Bob Sumner, like, forever ago. And that was it for me. I was bitten by the bug. So from then I just continued to work with comics. Like I said, I did out of the scene. I did some freelance on production, television production stuff outside of comedy, but then did the motherhood thing. Now I'm back on the scene. I'm one of the producers of the Mixtape Comedy Show, which is hosted by Anthony Anderson, and Royal Watkins is behind that. He's also currently one of the writers on Are We There Yet? And, oh, um, wow, I, yeah. I, I just go around checking out who all is on the scene and, you know, doing the comedy. That's what I do. I love it. I love to laugh. I love the comedians. I love watching their success. And like I said, from the old heads, from the original Deaf Comedy Jam, watching <laughs> the Bernie Mac, well, uh, the yeah. late Bernie Mac, watching him, his mm-hmm. career blossom, and mm. um, Steve Harvey, Chris Tucker, mm. watching them from those early days to where they are now and, you know, who's next and what's going on. I, just, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. that's me. That's my story. But you know, like I said, like I said from the beginning, Tina was there. That's right. I mean, wow. if you watch these guys Tina go from where they began. Yeah. Tina nurtured comics, though. Like, she nurtured <laughs> and guided them and, like, looked out for them. And, you know, when they come in from out of town, they knew to connect with, and still do know to connect <laughs> with Tina. And Tina would be like, do. go here. I got you there. This is what you need. She looked out. <laughs> I mean, she was like a mother to the comics, even though a lot of them are older than Tina. But Tina was a mother to these comics, you know? Wow. We're not going to say they're older than yeah. me because I probably was older than them. But, you know, but I'll, I'll wear that. <laughs> <laughs> but Tina, Tina, I mean, you've been in it for a minute. <laughs> like I said, I'm not gonna call numbers, but you've been I'm in it for a while. You know, it's okay. They, they got older. Right, than right. Those. I think I thought you had me by a year, 24. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, Kristen, Kristen, I got a question for you. So tell me, yes. how is it that this is Tina's first radio interview? What's up with that? Actually, uh, it's, it's not. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's not. not. It's not the first one. I, I'm, what, I'm not large like you, but it's, it's not, not the first, first one. one. Now, I thought that's what someone said earlier that you hadn't. Um, 
that D was um, saying that. Yeah, uh, DL. You got well, that may, maybe be, yeah. maybe because mine was so petite, <laughs> it's not on the. It wasn't on the radar, but yeah, we were on the radio locally. And I did get a chance to interview her. I did. And oh, she didn't have a chance okay. to come back. We got. We got to come stuff. back and finish. Our yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't even get. We didn't even get to the comedy era. We just started with the Tina like the early years. Oh, <laughs> way before yeah. comedy, yeah, yeah. Wow. We we didn't even. That's how much. That's how much Tina had to share. We didn't even get to the comedy part, but that's okay. I will have wow. another life opportunity. Time. Life and time. I have, yeah. yeah, I have another opportunity to get uh to get the the lady in, like you're doing now, the comedy por- portion of it. Because I mean, like I said, she's been in it forever. She knows everybody. She knows all the ins and outs and everything. So that's yeah. what it is. And if you are a comic today, and you don't know Tina. I, you, you miss, you're not doing your thing. You're not doing your research. Mm-hmm. You, you're not a comic. That's pretty well, much most it. Most of them know. You know, I'm giving a go judge this contest, and and my name on the flyer is making it legit. Because oh, after okay, yeah. they put my That's name right. on the flyer and my picture on the flyer, it was like, oh, this really she gonna really be there? Because I'm getting oh. all these hits on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, okay, are you really going? <laughs> yes, I am gonna be there. Well, then they couldn't have a better judge. I just wanted to call in. I'm going to let you guys go back to I just wanted to call in and show some love to Tina Graham. The Diamond of Comedy. Yeah, and thank you, Kristen. You yes, we appreciate definitely. your input. And um, we've got somebody else who's just called in on 2353, the last four of your All telephone. Right. Thanks for taking my call. Take care, you guys. Okay. Bye-bye. And, and who is this? Welcome to A Measure of Truth. Um, the last four numbers is... Two three five three in your telephone number. Oh, they're gone. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not gone. No, 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 no. The person that called in, I was trying to get them on. Oh, I said, don't lose oh, me. Oh. <laughs> you calling out like it was bingo. Two three five three. Two three five three. That's me. Two three five three. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got you. Someone yeah, must have did this early. Your phone would have been blowing up, like Kevin said. And this is last minute for me. Right. I didn't get the email until a few minutes ago. It never came through. So I'm like, I called Donna back. I was like, I didn't get it. It went to my spam. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, but I thought but... I was already connected to this site already. Oh, really? I oh. link in with these radio spots, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, oh, yeah, so you can Rollins. listen. Yeah, got, that's the tone. He got blocked up too, don't he? Tony Rollins, who's based out of L.A. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I I don't know everyone who there's so mm-hmm. many people on. Yeah, but yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about as well. Um, so, what is your secret? Do you think to your success in this business? What what wisdom can you put out there for someone who is looking for a career like yours? That is really the key factor that they need to focus on besides what they've learned through, you know, the general scope of the job. Well, this business right here is tough. So you gotta have tough skin, and you gotta love what you do. And the mm-hmm. thing is, I like to see people succeed, just like Christian said. You know, so I have a passion for it. You gotta have a passion for what you do. This business can be ruthless too. <laughs> a lot of backstabbing, mm-hmm. but you gotta look past that and just do the right thing. And the right thing is always the right thing to do. So you know, I give, I try to give everybody the same advantage as everybody else. Right. I don't play the politic game in this business. You know, this is you're dealing with people's careers, and they're taking it serious. I take what they do serious, so mm-hmm. I get respect. I'm, I'm more respected than anything else. People are intimidated by me when I walk in the room, but I try not to even let them see me. I stand in the back so they can be comfortable. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I want them 
I don't want them to be nervous on stage. Right. Just you know, just do what you do and be comfortable on stage. That's the thing. If you're not comfortable on stage, you're not going to make it. You've got to get that comfort zone. And the only way you're going to do that is to stay on stage. You know, all that mm. about, all that green, all that stuff will leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell as soon as I hit, they hit the stage, they're nervous or they're green or they're used to doing that. I can pretty much tell you how long they've been doing comedy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I can tell you their background, who they got college degrees or whatever. It's a lot of comics that, that's in comedy for the love of comedy. Because some of them, I know this guy in Atlanta, he's a pharmacist. <laughs> you don't have to do comedy. People have college degrees, you know what I'm saying? But they love it. Right. And that's what really keeps me going, the fact that these guys love what they're doing. And I love to laugh. I'm telling you, comedy has pretty much saved my life. Mm, tell us how. How? I, I went from from a little girl from North Carolina coming out of a bad relationship to New Jersey, you know, just winning dance contests in the country town. I moved to Jersey, <laughs> you know, for real. Wait, 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 wait. Winning dance contests. <laughs> we ain't going to go into that. That was wait. Christian's interview. <laughs> <laughs> winning dance contests. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, and I came up here, and I have some friends that used to do fashion shows. I think I was 20 years old, but I had been doing fashion shows as a lingerie model. Swimming <laughs> lingerie model. You ain't going to go into that either. Wow. <laughs> so I started with fashion. Yeah, I went from fashion to doing little talent shows and just, you know, taking the kids and putting them on stage because kids were talented. I was like, wow, okay, we're going to do the kids. I did high school. I said, we're going to do the kids in the neighborhood. I did a few talent shows. As a matter of fact, it got bigger and bigger, and I started, like, hanging out in some of the spots, and I would meet record producers and all these people. I would have them come and judge, you know, because who knows? So anyway, about 1988, I did a talent show, and uh, I met a few people. I met the uh, guy. He was managing a singing group. He said, can you showcase them in your thing? Two years later, was uh, they had a song on the radio. You down with OPP? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I was like, wait a minute. Somebody said, that's, your, that's the group that was in your talent show. Like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, they changed the name. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they went from New South to Naughty by Nature. I was like, wow. what? <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. I'm telling you. So yeah, yeah I, just, I just, just got so much pleasure out of seeing these people succeed. You know, mm-hmm. and just having the opportunity to be part of it is, is a great thing. You know, yeah. so it's just been a passion of mine to see people put their talents on stage ever since I was 14 years old. I just uh-uh. never had the nerve to do it. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I won't even it, speak in public. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I turned out so much money. I was like, they were like, come on, Tina. Kevin Brown, the one that was just on that dot com from, um, from um, 30 Rock. Oh, he yeah? He put me on so much stuff. He said, Tina, just come and speak because I got some other issues going on, too, but we ain't going to talk about that right now. But uh, he wants me to go and speak, and I'd be, like, so nervous. I'd be like, oh, no, I got a headache. I'll come up with some excuse. Wow. But as long as everybody else is open the door, just like Christian said, the comics used to, back in the day, they didn't know anybody in this New York area. And if the comics don't play in New York, they might as well kill themselves. You have mm. to play New York. Mm-hmm. Because New York is so diverse. The audience is so diverse. You know, you got every nationality here. And every comedy is universal. 
Mm-hmm. So the comics have to be universal in order to actually make it in this business. People have got to be able to understand you in L.A., Chicago, Atlanta, Miami, Houston, all over, Cleveland, everywhere. So, you know, you have to stay in order to succeed. And I try to tell them, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, if you make one laugh, you got it. I tell the comics all the time, go with the 80-20. You're not going to make, you got a room full of 100 people. You're never going to make 100% laugh. Mm-hmm. You go with the 80-20. Mm-hmm. Wow. The other ones that get it on the way right home, there. like the comedian said. <laughs> Don't worry about those people. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're, we're coming in on the the end of the show, and um, it's really shot and passed. But um, all the guys, I want to just thank everyone else for coming on and, um, you know, telling us a little bit about what you do as well as um, giving us a little insight on Tina Graham as well. Um, Clipper Man, The Thank Razor, you. and... Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, I, um, I'm sorry, I forgot the guy who's the radio guy. I believe we still have you on, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, go ahead and give us your name again. I'm sorry, I didn't. Nairobi Nelson. Nairobi oh, Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Nairobi is a new jack. From Africa, New Jersey. <laughs> awesome you know well look it's been a lot of fun and, and tina um it took me a while to get you on but i'm hoping i can get you back on again you know Absolutely. yeah oh wow yeah la <laughs> There you go. Pick a city and work it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> or pick a Facebook page. There yeah, you go. Yeah, right. Right yeah. now I'm on the second page. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even get on, man. You know, I'm trying to be friender, and I can't even do it. I got to go to uh, the uh, the I'll new one. I'll a few people. I'll send them to another page and get but, you on all of them. But, but uh-huh. when I went to the new one, there was, um, there was already a couple hundred in front of me. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to pick a number. I know. Tina Graham, too, is space on it. The other one, uh, Tina Valerie Graham is full. Tina Graham is full. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I felt violated. I tried to add her as a friend and said, do you really know this person? I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was, that's what it'll say. Yeah, because it's full. I, I yeah. felt offended. I said, I do know her. And he said, well, we got to call the system if you really know Tina and Tina you Graham. You have to send a message. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'll get there one day. I don't know. You will. I'm going to get you on social, so I got on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You really you know this. Yeah. It's, um, it's only two minutes left in the show. We're getting ready to go ahead and um, go ahead and close it out. But thank you guys, all of you guys. It was just great. A lot of fun having you on. I look forward to friending all you guys on Facebook, and let's keep in contact. Okay, okay. wonderful. Sounds great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let me plug my show tonight. Can I plug my show tonight? Oh, absolutely. Go right ahead. I have a show every Monday in Harlem. Uh, Mocha's Comedy Club is 2210 Frederick Douglass Boulevard, Harlem, USA. Okay, thank you. And I'm Smokey, and tonight I have a birthday party for Sean Harvey, and um, he's my co-host. And Razor. We are running out of time. Miami Zone, Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) All, all right. Thank you very much. And um, we will talk with you guys again. All right. 
You've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman. I'm Michael Fordham. And um, before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.